Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In today's brief, we'll talk about the petition to change Russia's name, children of war, and a new Franken-weapon. I'm Linnea, and today is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. You're listening to the Ukraine War Brief podcast, where we bring you up to speed on the war in Ukraine in about 20 minutes or less. Let's get started with the news from the front. The General Staff of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, or GSAFU, reported that Russian losses on Monday included 12 tanks, 16 armored combat vehicles, or ACVs, 24 artillery systems, three multiple launch rocket systems, or MLRS, an anti-aircraft system, 18 unmanned aerial vehicles, called UAVs or drones, and 810 personnel. The Oryx database of lost and damaged equipment, which uses open-source intelligence, or OSINT, to geoconfirm damaged and destroyed military equipment for both Russian and Ukrainian armed forces, confirmed Russia's losses as a result of Ukraine's attackums debut on October 16th and 17th at Berdyansk and Luhansk airfields. Listing seven KA-52 Alligator attack helicopters and two Mi-8 helicopters as destroyed, and eight KA-52s and seven MI-8s as damaged. The number of destroyed rotocraft is likely an undercount, with Oryx noting, quote, Helicopters labeled as beyond repair have been, for now, listed as just damaged to be on the safe side. But those that look like the one we got a partial image of are likely total losses. We just don't have sufficient evidence to list them as destroyed. End quote. In the Eastern Theater of Operations, the Institute for the Study of War, or ISW, continues to assess that Russian forces are directing additional forces to the Avdiivka front, despite ongoing challenges with frontal mechanized assaults and the abject failure of a renewed offensive push at the end of last week that resulted in massive losses of both personnel and equipment, and no appreciable territorial gains. Some Russian sources claim that Ukrainian forces counterattacked in the area of Pisky, about 10 kilometers southwest of Avdiivka, and less than 2 kilometers from areas that have been controlled by Russian occupation forces and the Russian-backed so-called Donetsk People's Republic militia since 2015. On the home front, the Ukrainian Prosecutor General's office reported that as of October 23rd, 508 children have been confirmed killed since the full-scale invasion on February 24, 2022, and 1,138 confirmed wounded. 
Keep in mind that it's impossible to gather comprehensive data from areas that are currently under occupation or where hostilities are ongoing, so these figures are considered incomplete. The website Children of War at childrenofwar.gov.ua is a platform that allows individuals to report or search for information about children who are suffering as a result of the war, including those who have been forcibly deported to Russia or the temporarily occupied territories. A February 2023 petition has been submitted to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky advocating for officially renaming Russia to its historical name, Moscovia. A rebranding effort by Tsar Peter I in 1721 sought to appropriate the rich history of the Kievan Rus, a medieval East Slavic, Norse, and Finnic state that dominated the area for a few hundred years, renaming Moscovia the Russian Empire. Zelensky responded positively to the petition, stating that the issue requires, quote, thorough examination both in the historical and cultural context and concerning possible international legal consequences, end quote, and has appealed to Prime Minister Denis Shmihal to consider the issue. The name Moscovia is still used informally by many Ukrainians, and Ukraine's permanent representative to the United Nations, Sergei Kislitsia, proposed an official change last November arguing that it's not uncommon for countries to be referred to differently in different languages. For example, Deutschland, also known as Alemania in Spanish, Tyskland in Swedish, and Germany in English. Speaking of Moscovia, let's talk about the Russian Federation. The proposed government budget for 2024 includes a roughly 68% increase in defense spending from 2023 bringing it to about 6% of Russia's gross domestic product, according to UK Defense Intelligence. In order to accommodate the increase, health and education spending will be frozen at the level of allocations from this year, which translates to a decrease in spending due to inflation and is likely to present some real challenges given the increasing number of wounded soldiers requiring health care. Alexei Vovchenko, Russian Deputy Minister of Labor and Social Protection, stated last week that over half of those seriously injured require long-term treatment. The UK Defense Intelligence report stressed that further increases in military spending will force the Russian government to make difficult decisions about where that money will come from and likely increase financial pressure on Russian businesses that are already struggling with labor and supply shortages due to the war. If you're enjoying the episode, please rate us and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us via email at social at borlingen.media. That's B-O-R-L-I-N-G-O-N dot media. In News Worldwide, Speaker of the Czech Lower House of Parliament, Marketa Pekarova Adamova, told Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, that the West's response to Russia's illegal annexation of Krim, also called Crimea, in 2014, was likely interpreted as weakness and emboldened Moscow to escalate its war against Ukraine, saying, quote, I now believe we clearly made the wrong decision not to put more pressure on Russia, because our response was insufficient. And I'm almost certain that not just me, but other leaders now know well that it was a mistake. End quote. President Zelensky announced on Saturday night that a third international summit on implementing Ukraine's peace formula will take place this coming weekend in Malta, 
with representatives from over 50 countries expected to participate, including Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and countries from the Global South. Fifteen countries participated in the summit in Copenhagen in June, and 43 participated in the summit in Jeddah. The goal of the third summit will be to finalize the formulation of the 10-point peace plan and set a date and location for the Global Peace Summit where the plan will be launched. Finland has transferred nine rescue vehicles to Ukrainian rescue services, according to the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Finland. Over the summer, Finland delivered four ambulances and a fire engine, and roughly 20% of Finland's financial support for Ukraine through the EU's civil protection mechanism has been dedicated to rescue services. Another 10% has been dedicated to the education sector, including a recent delivery of school furniture and school buses to replace those destroyed by Russian forces. Russian state-run media outlet Ria Novosti reported that trade between Russia and India in the first eight months of 2023 has more than doubled from the previous year, with India purchasing a record 41 billion U.S. dollars worth of Russian products. While India has only exported $2.6 billion in products to Russia, it has imported almost $863 million worth of diamonds from Russia, a 30% increase from 2022, and two-thirds of India's crude oil imports also come from Russia. It's unlikely to change anytime soon, as a Pew poll from August 2023 found that 57% of Indian respondents have a positive view of Russia, and 71% felt that maintaining access to Russian oil and gas reserves was, quote, more important than being tough with Russia on Ukraine, end quote. Ukrainian sailors are participating in the Joint Warrior 23-2 multinational training that began yesterday in UK territorial waters, with Ukrainian naval minesweepers Cherkasy and Cherniv practicing direct execution of tasks and interoperability with mine countermeasure units from partner countries, including the UK, the Netherlands, Belgium, Poland, Germany, and Denmark. According to a spokesperson for the Ukrainian Navy, quote, issues of planning and conducting mine countermeasures under NATO standards are being worked out. The goal is to gain experience of acting in an international environment during joint multinational operations. End quote. Let's talk military tech. Canada delivered a shipment of upgraded Senator MRAP armored vehicles with improved mine protection to Ukraine in order to boost their defensive capabilities while reducing the risk posed by the ridiculous density of mines along the front. The new Senator MRAP has a V-shaped hull to direct the blast wave and mine fragments away from the vehicle, minimizing the impact of explosions and reducing the likelihood of severe injuries or fatalities among the passengers. The GSAFU shared photos on social media of an impressive new Franken-weapon Ukrainian armed forces have come up with by installing a Ukrainian SCIF, or Stuhna-P, anti-tank guided missile system on top of a U.S.-supplied high-mobility multi-wheeled vehicle, also known as a Humvee or Hummer. The hybrid weapon system reportedly has a range of up to 5 kilometers in daylight and is capable of destroying modern armed targets with combined armor, including explosive reactive armor. The GSAFU didn't mention a name for the thing, so since it's a combination skiff-hummer, I'm going to refer to it as a scummer until I'm told otherwise. That's the brief for today. Remember to check your sources and don't fall for propaganda. 
Join us on YouTube and TikTok for more Ukraine content and live news reports. And if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to our work on Substack. We'll be back tomorrow with more updates. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Do pobachenia.